Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twin Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And we are Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Welcome, everybody. This is Pastor Padrone, and I am here with Paul, Nick, and Dave. Hello. And this is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Yes, and it is. We are doing a very special end of the year episode tonight. We are doing our top fives. Top five. Top, top five. five cigars. Five. This is not a a uh, best of the year kind of a thing. This is us looking back over the last year and deciding what are our personal top five cigars. In the second half of the show, we're going to do our top five pipe tobaccos. And we're just going to kind of talk about our favorite stuff at the end of the year. And I think this is going to be something we do every year at the end of the year. And we're going to see how our lists stay the same, change, whatever. But what we're all going to do is we're going to talk about... uh, the five cigars that we really enjoy the most. We're each smoking one of the cigars on our top five list. And uh, the lovely Lisa has brought down a wonderful uh, stout for us. Paul, can you tell us about the stout that she brought down? Yeah, so she she dropped off the Southern Tier Cream Brulee. Say it right. It's Creme Brulee. Creme Brulee. Excuse me, Nick Oteen. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, this is actually known as a dessert beer. There's several mm. uh, stouts that are really known for dessert beers. And oh, so smooth. Be- Jesus. Incredibly smooth. It's a lightly carbonated sweet stout oh. with, with vanilla, custard, and brown sugar on vanilla. the nose. Oh, my God. And it uh, finishes with a rich, milky, caramelized sugar taste. And, and uh, it's just Jesus. absolutely fantastic. I've had this before several mm. times. It's been a long time. Since the I've nose had, so. on this is amazing. Isn't it really good? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, my God. Mm. This is criminal. I think this will go well with all the cigars that uh, we are smoking. This is criminal. This is so good, it's criminal. Very good. It's ridiculous. It's going to go great with my cigar here. This is ridiculous. I've never tasted anything like this. All right. So, let's go right into it. Why don't we go around around the table, and Nick, we'll start with you. Talk about your top five cigars. What are your favorites? My faves. Your faves. My faves. But first, I want to ask everybody here. No. How was your Christmas? Oh, well, that's a good question. <laughs> what, were you, what were you think I was going to ask you? Dun, dun, dun. <clears throat> no. <laughs> well, I want to. I want to know. It's it's now December twenty seventh. Yeah. Everybody's had their Christmas. Everybody's with their families. So, Danny, how was your Christmas, my friend? Uh, my Christmas was very nice. I had uh, a nice. Christmas with just my wife and my three girls, you know, in the morning up through lunchtime. And then uh, my brother Dave. Your brother. And his two boys came over in the afternoon and we did dinner together. And then all of us uh, went over to my parents, or our parents. Dave and I share the same parents. It goes along with being brothers. It goes along with being brothers. That does. <clears throat> and uh, had dessert over there. And that was a, a, a very good time. 
so it was it was just kind of mellow. Dave and I sat in front of the fire for a while and enjoyed some pipe, enjoyed some cigars, mm. and uh, that was really really nice. Excellent. Yeah, Paul. How- What's up with you, brother? How oh, was yeah. your Christmas? <clears throat> it was very relaxing. It was, uh, you know, our, our annual tradition is that we do our Christmas with our families uh, a couple weeks prior, so that it gives me the opportunity to, you know, just have it with uh, Nicole uh, on Christmas Day. And so we just woke up, uh, you know, had a cup of coffee, uh, just kind of relaxed a bit, and then we went out for our annual Chinese food buffet nice which uh, is always good and then we came back and it was so nice out uh we actually decided to sit in the back porch and have a cigar what did you have i had the liga 10 the liga 10 yeah it was very good that's a special cigar yeah it was that's past tense they're all gone they're gone they're all gone Came and went. How many boxes have we got? <clears throat> three. Three. Three boxes, and they all went in, what, two days? It was, it was like Day not even that. Yeah. It, it was a Six you hour win period. the lottery, and you get 30 <laughs> cigars. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> we waited. To, yeah. I remember when they first came. They came out a year ago, and we had... When they first came out, we had people calling the store, like, every yeah. day. Are you getting them? Are you getting them? It's like... No, like we haven't gotten notified at all. Yep, yep. And then one of the customers, Paul, would you did you take the phone call that day? Yes. Paul took the phone call that day, and we didn't even know that we we got nominated or we got picked. Yeah. And the guy's like, "Oh yeah, you got picked. It's online." Paul's like, "What?" And he had to go <laughs> online. And then I went up and and talked to Kurt, and Kurt's like, "I don't know. I don't know anything about it." I'm like, "Well, we did. We got picked." So he's like, "Yeah, well, there okay." You go. Uh. Dave? Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, they already heard like 90% of it. But the uh, uh, my Christmas was good. Woke up, you know, did nothing. Then made some apple pie. And of then course. Went to my brother's house and shared the pie and had some chili, which was absolutely scrumptious. You mm. got to bring some of that in, brother. Mm. I love me a good chili. Mm. You know, we went to our parents and had pies we had our french soaked chocolate and our cherry oak cream and our apple pie yep. it was a very good night uh, nice. yep. and then Excellent. we very good night. went back and smoked more it was great mm-hmm. fantastic glorious uh now you of course have to tell us about your christmas my christmas was well we first went to my in-laws did my Yankee Swap Christmas Eve extravaganza with my in-laws, all types of Spanish food, um, just a bunch of a bunch of awesome family members that I haven't seen in a little while because I'm always working or always working on the house. Mm. So we caught up with them, talked to the shop, talked family, everything, and then in the morning, open presents, and then from there, two o'clock, we went to my family's house, opened more presents had more food and I got to hung out with my brothers and I haven't hung out with my brothers in a while so it was nice to see my family my mom my grandmother because again I'm always working and stuff so poor Nick poor me oh yeah but it was great it was a great time that's cool oh Good. yeah so what are your top five my favorite cigars five. of all time one, two, three, four, five. And we'll start with five for me. The number five for me is a, a Fuente Añejo. Mm. 
That's my number five. That's a really good cigar. You have a all Dominican tobacco, and they age the wrapper in cognac barrels. So you get this nice, dark, rich wrapper that's on it. Yeah. And the Añejo line doesn't come out all the time, and some stores can't even get them. Um, but really nice, medium body. It looks like a really heavy, strong cigar, but it's not. Really smooth, really rich. You kind of get a little bit of the cognac notes in there. Mm-hmm. Um and that's my number five. You know how they came out with that? How? There was uh, a uh, storm that came through and Hurricane wiped out George. Hurricane George and wiped out the uh, tobacco fields that grew the wrapper for the Opus X. Mm-hmm. And they had, when the time kind of came after all the aging process, they were short on the wrappers for the Opus. Yeah. And uh, they had these... Connecticut broadleaf uh, wrappers that they'd been aging in cognac barrels that they'd been wondering what to do with. Yeah. And they put that on the binder filler of the Opus. Wow. Because they didn't have the the wrapper. The wrapper, yeah. For it. And Anejo was born. Wow. That's an awesome story, man. It's very cool. It's a good cigar, too. Talk about mm-hmm. a way to make lemonade from lemons. Yeah, serious. Mm, lemonade. You gotta, you gotta be able to go with Tobacco the punches aid. and roll with the, yeah. you know, go with the flow in the in the business because it's you never know with Mother Nature. Yeah, you know what's gonna happen. So that was a great, what a great thing that came out of that oh. tragedy. <laughs> I know, huh? Now we have something that you know is just a fantastic, smooth, medium-bodied cigar, just it is. like you said. Yeah. What's your number four? Number four, the Tatuaje Fausto. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. No. I, well, you used to that, be afraid of that. I used to be, yeah. When I first started smoking on a regular basis, a friend of mine loved them. He absolutely loved them, and he, he gave me one, and I tried it, and I think I smoked half of it, and I got sick. And I was like, <laughs> I'll never smoke that again. Get it away from me. Every time he comes to the shop and I was there, he's like, Nick, you want a Fausto? And I'd be like, yeah, no, absolutely not. And I would smoke all these other cigars. And LFTs was, at the time, was like my regular at the time. And the Faustos, just I couldn't smoke them. And then I started, you know, when I worked here, I started smoking more cigars and getting more versed on other cigars. And I picked one up, and it was just, wow. I was like, I don't know, you know, I don't know why I was denying it for so long. It's such a great cigar. And at a great price, too. Mm. Uh, Ecuadorian Habano wrapper and all Nicaraguan bind and filler. So it's a really... Now I see it as a medium plus cigar, a lot of spice, a lot of earth in there. So yeah, I went from something that I couldn't even look at to now I recommend it to people. That's so, awesome. So it's a good smoke. All right. Yeah. And my next number three is an Ashton ESG. Nice. That is a to me is a, a an opus that you don't have to age mm. to get a really good. And I know I may be pissing off some people out there. But, um, well, you know, that's par for the course. That's, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> but, um, might as well just keep going. Just keep going. Um, but yeah, I really like, I really enjoy the Aston ESG. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, a sun grown Dominican wrapper, all mm-hmm. rare aged, uh, Dominican, uh, binder filler. Um, and it's a, it's, it's, I think, like I said, it's, it's an Opus X I can, that doesn't need to be aged. Um, it actually uses, from what I've heard, it uses the Opus X wrapper on that cigar. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it's just it's such a good medium body smoke really flavorful you get some nice uh subtle spices in there and really smooth i really enjoy it now my number two is the aladino corojo yes aladino corojo reserva number four number four number four the number four the number four the it's corona. not the it's not the robusto it's mm-hmm. not the toro the number four the mm-hmm. corona size mm-hmm. that is spectacular this is absolutely spectacular um medium body i don't see it as a heavy cigar um just a lot of spice a lot of richness and that's authentic corojo puro um binder wrapper filler the whole nine yards all corojo tobacco from the aurora tobacco farms in honduras and my number one which i'm smoking now please give me that drum roll brother and my number one number one cigar is (laughs) the perdomo 12 year vintage maduro yeah i know thank you guys (laughs) yeah exactly exactly Exactly. Oh, Nick must be so happy. I am happy. No, I'm, I'm talking so... Nick Perdomo. Oh, Nick Perdomo? Yeah. Oh. I know you're happy. I am very happy. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. Show Nick some love. Yeah, you got to show Nick some love. Mm-hmm. I love the guy. All right, so w- why is that your number one? Um, it's everything I want in a cigar, I think. Um, you think? Full, I believe. I'm sorry. You believe or believe. you know? I believe. I believe it. Okay. <laughs> so, full body, chocolate notes, espresso notes, earthy tones, which is like Perdomo's signature with most of yes. the cigars. Yep. Um, and it goes good with a lot of the bourbons that I drink, some single malts, and I more than occasionally drink a Guinness, and it's perfect with a Guinness. And mm. this creme brulee stout mm-hmm. is unbelievable outrageously it. awesome it's great oh. and with the tobacco so the the cigar is a maduro all nicaraguan tobacco they aged the tobacco for 10 years and then another two years in bourbon barrels um to kind of give you a little bit more bite a little bit more flavor that comes out bite you gotta have the little bite on this cigar mm-hmm. <laughs> um and that's my number one there uh-huh. you go, brother. There you go. Your top five. Very, Very one, two, interesting. Three, four, Very good, five. What's, what's going to be interesting as we go around the tables is see what cigars are in common mm. uh, with all of us in our top five, if there are any. They're probably going to be all Maduros for the most part. Well, for Paul, <laughs> Pablo <laughs> Maduro, <laughs> there probably will be. It's all Maduro all the time. I, so, <laughs> Paul. What are your top five cigars? I disagree with that last mm. statement. Because really? two out of the five are not Maduro's. Are they Connecticut's? Nope. Are they Corojo's? We'll see. <laughs> Go ahead. Take it away, Paul. All right. So in my top five cigars, the number five is the Charter Oak Connecticut Broadleaf Grande. Whoa. Whoa. That's Whoa. Out, yes. That's out of left field right That now. is way out of left field. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I, I have been smoking this cigar for probably the last two years. Yeah. yeah. And it has been it is without a doubt my favorite morning cigar with a cup of coffee. Really? Mm-hmm. I love this. I, I've smoked all types. I don't like to go full body in the morning. I like to like just kind of 
start the day a little something like mild to medium to medium at best. You know, start that's, off a, slow. that's a that's a medium cigar. It's a medium cigar. It's yeah. not, but it's so smooth. It's that that Connecticut broadleaf just gives it some nice body. Mm-hmm. You know, some nice sweetness and the uh, it's just those Nicaraguan fill is just fantastic. What do they use it. on the binder on that? They that's they ac- <laughs> they actually use so it's a Connecticut broadleaf wrapper with a Nicaraguan Habano binder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm. it g- gives it a nice a little bit of uh, spice, a little bit of bite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not using that word. No, no, it's not bite. But those, you know, those cigars are just one of the best value cigars that yeah. there is yeah. in mm-hmm. our store. And we've got a lot of cigars. Yeah. But uh, I, I mean, I would, I would pay. Two or three dollars more stick, and still think I was getting my money's worth. And the yeah. great thing about that line too is it doesn't matter which size you you get, whether it's the Petite Corona all the way to the Grande. It's there's a dollar difference between the least expensive to the most. Yeah. So it's yeah. incredible value. Oh, absolutely, it really, really is. Um, so that's that's my number five. Number, number five. Four, okay. Number four, and four. really this just vaulted into my top five Ooh. within the last month or two. Yep. yep. Is the 1874 Toro from 724. Ooh. Uh, and I understand that. And, I do. Uh, the retweaking of the blend just absolutely made that cigar stand right out. We did this on a show, what, about a month and a half mm-hmm. ago with Bo. And uh, so it, it has a Nicaraguan Habano uh, wrapper with Indonesian binder and Nicaraguan and just a little bit of Honduran fillers. So it's a, it's almost a Nicaraguan Puro. Not quite, but it's almost there. Um, so it's it's not. It's not. Almost, <laughs> it's almost there. <laughs> but it's a, uh, it's it, to me, it's a, it's a perfect combination of of uh, some some wood and cedar notes, yeah. spicy, uh, some pepper, but incredibly well balanced. And, and it, I remember using this word. I think we all use it. That's just a, such a delicious cigar. And it, it is could not have put could not keep that could not put that cigar down. Excuse me. No, it's it's a really good cigar. It just re- absolutely was fantastic. So yeah. I absolutely love that cigar and that's uh, it's worthy of my top 5. It's yeah. definitely in my top 10. Yeah. It's not yeah. my top 5. But yep. that is an outrageously awesome cigar. It is. Number 3. And uh, I think all of you will not be surprised when I tell you this. I'm looking at your sheet now, and I'm not surprised. The Cigar Privé Pactum Maduro from Illusione. I'm surprised it's number three. I, that I'm Why surprised that. that? I'm, I, I'm thinking it would have been number two. I thought maybe it would or be number, number one. one. Maybe because of the of the frequency of me smoking it. Yes. You smoke that thing way, on like a daily and, basis. And the way you say it. <laughs> yes. Cigar Privé. Pactum. <laughs> And the, and the reason why I, I smoke that more frequently than anything else is because the price point. I mean, it's, it's, first yeah. of all, it's a fantastic cigar. It's got the San Andreas Mexican Maduro wrapper, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Nicaraguan binder, and then the three Nicaraguan fillers, the yeah. Corojo, the Criollo, and the Lajero. Yeah. Uh, we did that with the when Dion Giolito was here back in mid-November, so yep. we had that episode, which we were all smoking that. And uh, it's a fantastically smooth, earthy... Uh, cocoa, floral notes, just yep. phenomenal. I mean, we I already had one and a half today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was my yeah. fault. Until it blew up on me. Yeah, yeah, that was my fault. <laughs> I wonder why fault. it blew up on you, Paul. That's Is right. there any reason for that? It was the way it was thrown to me. It was yes. the way it was thrown at you. Yes. Well, I thought Paul was was going to put his head up when I when I tossed him the Would cigar. Would you think he was going to catch it in his mouth? That would have been impressive. It, that <laughs> would have been impressive. Yes, it would have been most impressive. <laughs> 
but it's just a fantastic cigar, and I can I smoke that probably more than any other. Well, the only one that's close to it is the found is the Charter Oak. That's the only one that I would say I smoke uh, as frequently. Yeah. Uh, number two is the Oliva V Double Toro. The mm. Double Toro. The I double thought Toro. I, I double thought you were gonna Toro. do um, the Milanio Maduro. Oh no. No, that's well, a that's a fantastic cigar that, that too. That is that is, um, but I I'm I love the original V series. Mm. I really do, and it's because it has the <coughs> sun grown Habano wrapper. Yes, yeah. So it just gives you that that spice, um, the uh, the flavors, the cocoa, the coffee. It, it it's just a, to me, it's my favorite full body cigar. Yeah, it's a good really smoke. really is. And we did the double robusto right. not that long ago on a previous uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it's got the Ecuadorian Habano sun grown with a Nicaraguan binder and filler. As, as you can see. Pretty much all my cigars are Nicaraguan based for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but again, fantastic cigar. Um, and the number one cigar. Philip? <laughs> <laughs> Was that the wrong answer? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Drum roll. And Paul's number one cigar is. The Wise Man Maduro Toro Huaco from Foundation. So two Foundation cigars made it to your top five. Wow. To me, Nick Malello is probably one of the hottest uh, cigar Cigar manufacturers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. he's He's out there. He's, he's, uh, he, he, and all his cigars, I I love them. I really, really do. Yeah, they're good smokes. And this one, again, has a San Andreas Mexico Maduro wrapper with a Corojo 99 binder. From the Jalapa region. Whoa. From the Jalapa. Jalapa region. Jalapa. Along with Nicaraguan fillers. And to me, this one um, is a little more meaty, so a little more beefy, if you will. <coughs> not as not as floral um, or as aromatic as the Cigar Privé, uh, but certainly uh, the ever-present pre- ever earth, mm. uh, sweet, savory, and those cocoa notes, just yep. super smooth. Yeah. I love the cigar. When that cigar came out, I thought it was the best cigar that came out that year. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite they, new cigar that year. What was that? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah. It was. Did uh, they uh, get on the list this year? Last year. Well, this previous oh, list that uh, came out. Uh, I know that was cigars. number three. Number three last year. But yeah. they did any other cigars make the the top twenty five? I don't believe from Foundation. So. No. no, that's a shame. I that's a shame. Yep. I thought maybe the the Havana seed was gonna at least make top ten. Mm. That's a good cigar. It, yep, it should have, but again, another topic for another day. Yep, maybe next mm-hmm. year. Mm. Now we're on to David. Mm. David, your top five cigars would be what? All right, so my my first cigar it would be the Osak, the one shot one kill. Ooh, mm-hmm. San Andreas Puro, huh? Yeah, yeah. I just. It is so. It's. I like it because it's weird. Because it's got a little like. <laughs> it's got a little. A little I like fittiness. it because it's weird. Yes. I'm weird. <laughs> yes. It's weird. It's weird. We're in the same. And we just feel weird together. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's beautiful. The uh, my 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 number four. Yep. Is the um, my phone stopped shutting off. Is the uh, yes, Dave. 
Do you not know what your top four is? is? The, uh, <laughs> the uh, Oliva Series V Milanio uh, Maduro. Ooh. The Series V Milanio Maduro. That's your number four? That's, that's a good that's smoke right there. Four. Yeah, that's very, very nice. Yeah. Uh, my number three mm-hmm. is the Hammer and Sickle Hermitage. Uh-huh. I'm surprised that's number three. Box. Well, wow. see, that, that, it, this is almost like a three-way tie for me, really. And, and uh, after that would be This Oscars. is your top five. So yes. how does that become a top three, three, three well, way Well, it's tie? my top five. Well, I'm listening. So, I, if I have to make a choice, this is how I'm lifting the choice. But Okay. I, so um, uh, then it would be Oscar's uh, Superfly Corona. Superfly? Oh, nice Superfly choice. Corona. Superfly Corona. That thing is Superfly, such a, a f- not Supplerfly. Superfly. <laughs> That's right, Superfly. Superfly, Corona. yes. I, it's, not I feel sem- like it's not Semperfy either. No, it's not Semperfy. It's Superfly. Although I support our troops. Absolutely. Let's all say it together. Superfly. Super <laughs> <laughs> but that thing is such a firecracker in the Corona size. Oh, oh yeah. It's it a is beautiful, beautiful cigar. But very, very good. What just goes past it, my number one. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> and your number one cigar, Dave, is Drew Estates, Liga. Yeah, UF thirteen. Oh, the Unico. It is UF thirteen. That's my favorite Liga. That uh, is my favorite Liga. Even though is, I had a ten, it is creamy. It is so f- sweet and earthly and earthly like it is, the smoke is is smoky as smoke can possibly smoke <laughs> <laughs> it's just beautiful yeah, it's uh, smoke on you anything else to so say about the smoky. cigar it goes you can drink anything with it and it's just awesome i don't know it's, it's it is a, it is a good smoke that is probably the best league i've had oh. um since the the league of nines first came out so that like i had i had the league of 10 and it, the League of Ten was good, but the UF thirteen for ten dollars less, I mm-hmm. think, in my opinion, is a better cigar. Mm-hmm. It's a really. I great think smoke. it's the best cigar they make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you. In my opinion, yeah. Cool. And Dan, the host of the show. Yes. What is your top five, sir? And no. now for the list you've all been waiting for. Have we been waiting for? <laughs> we have kind of have no Everyone choice. has already left the building because nobody cares. <laughs> <But> <laughs> for you mothers out there who are still listening because you don't know how to turn off the podcast, here are my top five cigars. <laughs> number five for me is the Aladino Corojo Reserva number four. Yeah. Ooh. The Corona. So we finally have one. It just, just came yeah. out. What a fantastic cigar. When the... Robusto came out. Um, what was that last year? Yep. Yep. Um, that was m- my pick for cigar of the year. That was awesome. Yeah. And they did it again with this uh, uh, Reserva Number Four. It's an all Honduran Corojo cigar. It's the highest primings on the plant. It is so it's darker mm-hmm. than the um, Robusto, and uh, which is darker than the Toro because they're, they're different uh, uh, primings from the plants but it is such a fantastic cigar and I think mm. it just really showcases everything that the um, uh, Honduran Corojo has to offer it's fantastic uh, number four for me and these all start to get very close these are 
You know, it's not like number five is obviously number five and then number, you know what I mean? Yep. These are all close. Number four for me is the Tabernacle Havana, Connecticut mm. Havana Seed 142, Ooh, specifically nice. the Toro size. Yes. It is the uh, Connecticut Havana Seed 142 wrapper, which is grown right here in New England, in Connecticut. The binder is a Mexican San Andreas, and then there's Honduran and Nicaraguan in the filler. I think that is the best cigar Nick has made. I, it is my favorite thing that he's ever done. It, the guy is a genius, like you said, Paul. It's just, um, I, 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 God bless you. I you. love everything that he's done. That cigar, I can, I, I could smoke it all day long. It's a good smoke. It's a very, very good smoke. All the sizes are great. Um, the the uh, Robusto and the Toro are, are my two favorite. The Toro is more the size I normally go for. Um, but that's that's my that's uh, a fantastic cigar. Number three, no surprise for those who know me, the Romacraft Neanderthal. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hashtag aromatherapy. Mm-hmm. I created a hashtag for that cigar. Nice, it's amazing. Uh, Mexican San Andreas wrapper, Connecticut broadleaf binder, and then Dominican Nicaraguan and Pennsylvania sucker one in the filler sucker one it is amazing right um that cigar is a party in your mouth and it just (laughs) burns and burns and burns it it just lasts forever and one of the things i really appreciate about it um as a tobacconist working in the shop Mm -hmm. is that it relights really well there you go. Yeah, not all, not all, not all cigars relight. And for those of you who may be listening, who work in the business, you know, you have to light, put it down, help people, go back to it, light it up for a few minutes, put it down, go back, help people. And this is a cigar that consistently you get that great taste and flavor, even if you have to relight it several times. And, mm-hmm. and I love that about it. And if I'm able to sit and enjoy it, that cigar will last me upwards of two hours it's a fantastic cigar Mm. i love it i smoke it all the time number two is the cigar i am smoking right now again maybe no surprise number two the padrone 1926 number 48 the taa size that's the natural right this is the maduro oh yep I know it's smoky in here, but it is the Maduro. Ah, yes. It's an, uh, if you uh, believe the Padron website, it is an all Nicaraguan cigar. Okay. And um, <laughs> if you don't. With the, with the, 19, with the 1926 series, um, the tobaccos are, are aged, you know, six years or more. And typically, there's a, there's a lot of pepper on those cigars. Yeah. It's like a peppery bar of chocolate. The number 48 is not that. Really? Now, hmm. I like the peppery bar of chocolate stuff, like the number six, the 35, the yeah. number six being the number two it is, yep. uh, cigar this year, according yep. to Cigar Aficionado. Um, this, is cr- this is creamy. It's smooth. It's got that great Padron flavor to it, um, mm-hmm. and it is just dreamy. I love this cigar. It's my favorite Padron is the number 48. And my number one, 
And here we go. Favorite cigar of all time is the Byron Grand Poema White Box Edition. Nice. It is all undisclosed tobacco. Yeah. So it's easy to talk about because they don't really release anything that's in there. Right. But it is the best cigar I'm getting a lot of I tobacco notes <laughs> ever had. It is so complex and what's interesting to me, you know, it, it I don't have any qualms saying that it's my number one cigar. It's not the normal kind of cigar that I would go for. It's it's medium body really at best. Yeah. And I typically go for medium plus, medium full, full body. But it is so well balanced and so nuanced and so complex. It changes half a dozen times as you go down that cigar. And um, the, the way that Nelson Alfonso just ages the tobacco and cares for it just creates something that I have not found anywhere else in anything else. It is the best cigar I've had in my whole life. And I, I you know, they're 33 bucks before taxes in whatever state you're in. So they're not cheap. But Thanksgiving, my birthday, I try and, and get that cigar. It is just dreamy. And if you have the opportunity to find one of those, it is money well spent. Do not drink Bud Light with it. <laughs> while you're smoking it. Do not mow the lawn with it. We have a customer who buys Byron Elegantes because you know he likes smoking them while he's riding his Harley. I don't that shouldn't be allowed. This is <laughs> a cigar that you sit and enjoy and just savor it because it's one of these cigars that you have to just sit and think as you're smoking because it's it's so nuanced that you really need to be sitting and be quiet to appreciate the, the complexity of the cigar. Yeah, it's a, a pretty complex blend, that yeah. cigar. You know why he smokes that cigar? Thank you, thank you, and you're welcome. Give him that Emmy. You know why he <laughs> smokes that while he rides his Harley, don't you? Why? It, it doesn't go out. <laughs> because he can. Because he can. Yeah, <laughs> he can. Yeah. Wow. I wish I can. I can't do that. So... I talked a little bit about uh, the Padron 48, which I'm smoking. None of you really mentioned the cigar that you're smoking right now. Why don't you go around briefly and talk about what it is that you decided to smoke from your top five on the show? Mm, I'll go first, yeah. Um, so the one I'm smoking is my top one. So this size is going to be the Robusto Perdomo 12-year vintage Maduro. Um, always a perfect burn. The drawer is always perfect on it. Chocolate notes, espresso, get a little bite, uh, a little bit of spice. And I just love that. It's a full smoke. And it's just, for me, it's a perfect smoke towards the end of the day or the middle of the day or in the morning. So on this particular cigar, yes, what does bite mean to you? Uh, probably like a, a sharp spice. A sharp spice. Sharp spice. Like, it's not like a Corojo spice where mm-hmm. it kind of like, it's light but full. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, with this, it's more of a really sharp, quick spice that I get on like a, like a, like a black pepper, I suppose. Okay. Um, that's what I mean about bite. That it's just quick hit on the palate. 
Okay. Mm. So it doesn't last, is what you're saying. It doesn't last, no. Only lasts for probably maybe a good couple of seconds. So you and get then a it's... good bite of pepper and then it's gone. Yes. Okay. That's what I mean. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Paul, uh, tell us about what you're smoking there. So I'm smoking my number one cigar, the Wise Man Maduro uh, Toro Huaco. Huaco. Not Wacko. Not Wacko. Huaco. <laughs> Um, I I favor this size only because I've smoked every other size in the line, and I keep coming back to this. This is, to me, um, my favorite for the earthiness, the ever-present earth, uh, the savory sweet. Uh, It's meatier than, you know, other cigars in that, you know, Maduro range that I smoke as well. Um, And uh, it's assertive without being aggressive. Nice. Um, so you definitely get you definitely passive, get a little bit passive more. aggressive cigars. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not kind of like your dog. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Until you take his toy away. Oh, Until you take away his banana. <laughs> oh. Make sure you get the banana out of the peel. But this, to me, this to me, this is my my all time favorite. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed the, uh, the not only the the cigar itself, but the size. It's it's uh, I don't see a huge difference in smoking like the robusto. Uh, the Corona obviously is a little bit more uh, a little bit more pepper with it. Mm. Um, but uh, to me, this is my all time favorite. I, I just mm. I just enjoy this so much. And David, I am smoking my number one pick, which is my Liga Pravada UF thirteen, which has its beautiful Connecticut Habano wrapper and mm. his binder is from Brazil the fillers are Honduran and Nicaraguan and it is just so smooth of all three of those just melding together yeah. it's so it's like this sweet earthy like sweet woody I don't know it's uh, the, the, the draw is really good the, uh, the retro hail is creamy um just very a very small uh, little bit of pepper um, and it finishes um, um, really sweet with a sweet earth it's unbelievable I love nice. it now you all may be wondering why I am smoking the Padron 48 Kurt my would, number two Kurt wouldn't let you take the other cigar one <laughs> over the number one cigar um, the Byron Grand Poema uh, and that is because we have none here. They no, sold, sold out, out over Christmas, and uh, I was not able to get one. But I am not at all disappointed in smoking the number two. My number two is a fantastic cigar. Mm. Very, very glad to have it. Now, <clears throat> uh, hopefully the listeners out there have heard, if you haven't, you're hearing it now from us, that... Um, a law. The law has been changed for the age of le- being able to legally purchase tobacco in the country. It has gone up to 21. We've talked about this on the show in the past that cities, counties, states were <clears throat> pulling the tobacco age up to 21. Uh, and uh, you know there are states like New Hampshire that have been trying to keep it at 18 um, you know so that that people could continue to enjoy stuff who already are um, but uh, that is no longer the case um, let and reading from the uh, uh, article put out by half wheel 
It says that uh, less than a week ago, President Trump signed a government spending bill that included an increase in the minimum age to purchase tobacco products from 18 to 21 years old across the country, effectively creating a new national minimum age. Language included in the bill indicated that it would go into effect in no more than 270 days. The Secretary of Health and Human Services was directed to publish in the Federal Register a final rule to update the regulations issued under Chapter 9 of the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act no later than 180 days after the enactment of the increase, which would then take full effect no more than 90 days after that publication. If the process was stretched out with no additional delays, the increase would go into effect on September 15th, 2020. However, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration recently wrote on its website and social media channels that for its purposes, it considers the increase to be already in effect. On a page that addresses topics regarding the selling of tobacco products in retail stores, the FDA stated that, quote, on December 20th, 2019, the president signed legislation to amend the Federal Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act and to raise the federal minimum age of, for sale of tobacco products from 18 to 21 years. It is now illegal for a retailer to sell any tobacco product, including cigarettes, cigars, e-cigarettes, to anyone under 21. FDA will provide additional d details on this issue as they become available so this is now in effect and we have already seen some effect here at twins now uh, you know we have a, a bar here and you can't go up there into the bar anyway unless you're 21 but we do have customers here who are cigar smokers or pipe smokers who are you know 18 19 20 and with just that flick of a switch, yep. they are no longer able to come in to the building. Well, that, that's the other part, is that there's no exemptions. Usually when something comes in, you have um, a, a clause where someone's grandfathered. Right. There was no grandfathering. So that means if they were able to yesterday, they are not today. Right. So yep. there's, no one was grandfathered. There were also no exceptions made for military personnel. Yeah. Right. So... Oh, this has all of a sudden happened. I know that um, uh, here in New Hampshire, we have a very active group of cigar shops who have been lobbying to try and keep the age uh, limit from going to 21. Um, and actually, you know, kind of a compromise thing happened. It was going to go up on uh, January 1st to 19 years. Yep. But now all of that work that they spent... All the money they spent is now all for naught, at least at the way this looks right now. Yeah. Things are still kind of forming. Is this thing going to override? Like if a state chooses to keep the, the, min, the minimum age at 18, can they override what the government, you know, federally is, is doing? I don't know. I don't know how that works. But what do you, what do you guys think of this? <coughs> Um, you know, you know, we <laughs> talked about this uh, a couple months ago at a different uh, earlier episode, and uh, you know, like I said before, 
you know, if if you are able to go into the military and potentially fight for our country, you should be able to smoke and drink. That's that's the way I feel. It's as simple as that. Um, I'm gonna. I really am. I feel bad for the, the the customers who are in that 18 to 20 year range who we've gotten to know very well, mm. who come in frequently, who you know spend a good deal of money and time here, and uh, to, to to not have them come into the store on a flick of a switch. Yeah. Not giving them any any notice, not giving them any time to prepare for this, is really unfair. Um, just on its own. But yeah. I, I'm, you know, I, I really think it's a, it's a, uh, it's a bad move. I don't know. I, I'm, 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 I'm still going to stick with my, my feeling on the, the whole military thing. And yeah. It, it's, you, uh, they want to have it both ways. And to me, it's, it's, it doesn't have to be this complicated. Yeah. But I, I feel like something that's so blanket countrywide, why it's not something that's voted on like that. I don't understand that part of it. Um, the other, the only other way I can see that this would be a good idea is if there's um, a medical proof that because the reason why they didn't want you to smoke before because you were 18 was because you know uh, nicotine um, can have uh, issues with development and if that's if they're saying well we want to push that to 21 because we still feel that there's uh, enough evidence to say that that still can cause harm, then I can I can more or less like I kind of agree with that. You know, in science you can't really argue with that. But uh, I haven't heard anything. You know, um, I haven't read anything. Yeah, I don't think it. science has anything to do with this. I well, think it's. No. I think they are just trying to. You know, enact some kind of some kind of control that makes. Congress look like they actually care about they did some bad habits that people <laughs> have according to them you know for uh, you know and again you know I there's one customer in particular um, um, I'll, I'll, I'll his first name is Sean you know he lives up in Maine he's two and a half hours from us um, he's not 21 he's a avid pipe smoker He's spent a lot of money with us, you know, and coming to events and Maine's, um, you know, situation is that that uh, you couldn't mail order um, tobaccos, so he had to go. So and and the stores up there don't carry much of anything, so he would drive two and a half hours to come to Twins to meet with people to. Um, meet with other pipe smokers and to to get stuff because we have a better selection than than almost any place especially in new hampshire but and we're one of the we have one of the biggest selections of, of pipe tobacco mm-hmm. you know in new england Ooh, yeah yeah um and uh uh now he's totally cut off he can't get anything anywhere yep and that just really makes me sad yep Absolutely. Well, the the surprising part was to me was the FDA because um, there were so many organizations that had not so many, but there was a, a few um, parts of the government that had you know like we said eighty day, one hundred and eighty days, ninety days to to start pushing the wheels on it and to drag their feet, so to say. And the FDA pretty much has you know they're the enforcers, and they said um, we're enforcing it now. 
So that pretty much meant that everybody else had to follow along suit. So that's why uh, it yeah. kind of sucks. Because when you write a bill, there's no date uh, of when it takes place. And if there's no date of when it goes into effect inside the bill, then it goes into effect as soon as the, the bill the is signed. As, as soon as the bill is signed. Yeah. Yep. So um, I, I, I'm kind of, I don't know. I, I The thing that comes to mind when you guys are talking about the bill is is the marijuana law. Mm. The marijuana law in the United States pretty much federally is illegal. But you have Massachusetts, almost every city in Massachusetts, it's legal. In Washington State, it's completely legal. There you go. But federally, it's illegal. So I guess what I'm saying is I guess there could be some hope in the the future for the under-21 smokers that, that we have that come into the store or any other retail shops that come into store, that that's a, a good portion of the business. Right. You know what I mean? So, I you know, I say to the the people that are listening, you know what I mean, don't give up hope. It, it, you know, the state could still be like, okay, well, that's great. We're going to kind of go in the direction of the marijuana thing and be like, hey, you know, we're going to try to push something through or stay with the 19 uh, and up age where people can still, like Sean, can come down and uh, enjoy his pipe tobacco or enjoy right. cigars and stuff like that. So yeah. it's messed up, and I do feel bad for everybody that comes into the store and everybody that's around the United States that's in that age bracket from you know 18 to 20. Um, but it could still be hope, you know what I mean? There could still be some legislation, some state legislation that says, you know, hey, we understand that that's a federal law, but we're going to kind of go in our own direction here mm-hmm. and we're going to you know you know it you know cuz look, look at in New Hampshire you can go in a, a gun store at 18 years old and buy a rifle mm-hmm. yeah it's 21 to be you know for a handgun but you can go in and buy a rifle a hunting rifle at the age of 18 mm. so mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's still i i think there's still hope there it's just got to be some time i hope so i, I hope, hope so too i hope they're able to figure some of this out yeah. i know there's still you know i think you know, uh, we at Twins, you know, are, are have moved, you know, to to respond that, yeah. that this law is, is in effect, and so we we're acting on it. I think right now, even though there's a lot of gray area and people are not really sure if and when this is, you know, going to actually be enforced, yeah. or if the state can make its own decisions about what its uh, minimum age is. You know, but right now we're having to go along with this. Uh, given what happened, I, I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah. But uh, I'm certainly not happy about it. And it's and it, you know, the marijuana thing to me is is another. You know, it, it, if you can be 18 in Massachusetts and go get yourself some yeah. pot, it's recreational. Now. But you can't get a cigar, which won't impair your driving ability. Yeah. <laughs> Or ability to operate heavy machinery. I don't understand why you can't have a cigar. What, what blows my mind is just think of the loss to the government in itself. Mm. Like all the taxes they're not going to get. That's true. You know what I mean? And that's why I, the only thing that keeps coming into my mind is, you know, I'm hoping that there, it's just not some political agenda and that there's some kind of science behind it where, you know, they're like, well, we need to, we need to up the age on this because it's just not, not good. But I, I, I don't know. 
Well, like I said, time will tell, and you know, twenty twenty is coming up, so mm. it'll be it'll be a fun year for cigar and pipe smokers because it's it's. I'm telling you, the New Hampshire's probably gonna look at it and be like, hey, we might want to go our own way. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because they already had, they already were talking about pushing the age to nineteen. They kind of compromised in the house, so. Right. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if the state of New Hampshire, the governor, and says, hey, sorry, we're kind of going to do our own thing here, and that's the way we're going to do it. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they mm. did that. <coughs> Interesting times we live in, people. Yep. Um, as we wrap up part one here of our show, why don't we give our kind of concluding thoughts to the cigars we're smoking here. What final words do you have to say about your Perdomo 12-year Maduro Robusto. Buy it. <laughs> it's great. I, I love it's this great. cigar. I love I love, I love Well, not only that. It's just they make really good cigars. They I don't, do. I don't think I've they had a, a, a bad one from them and I've been smoking for a very long time. I smoked mm-hmm. all their stuff. Um I, I just love it. I love everything about them, so we're good here. Two thumbs up from this man mm-hmm. on the corner. Paul. And two thumbs up here, too, with the Wiseman Maduro. It's uh, just a an overall phenomenal cigar that uh, provides so much uh, pleasure with the earth, cocoa, spicy notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, spice on the retrohale is, I don't retrohale my cigars that often, but uh, this one I happily do, and it gets that spice uh, just right. So uh, I love it. Two thumbs up. Dave? My UF-13 is just absolutely fantastic. I love it. It is so sweet and creamy. The retrohale is amazing. I, lo- I could smoke this all day, every day, and so should everybody else. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a wonderful mm-hmm. cigar. Mm-hmm. Brother? And, and uh, the Padron number 48. You know, another reason I'm really glad to be smoking the Padron is... You know, I've been on other podcasts for a long time. This is the first time on a podcast that I have been able to smoke a Padron. <laughs> and when your nickname is Pastor Padron, there's something wrong with that. So <laughs> this is just, I do, I, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you, Dave. I love Padrones, and this one just <laughs> really kind of encapsulates for me the, the best of what Padron has to offer. It is smooth, creamy, very consistent all the way down. It's not mm. it, the Padrones are not really complex cigars. No. You enjoy them because of that flavor that they offer, this nice chocolatey mocha kind of flavor, a little bit of pepper in the background, but very smooth. There's a real creamy aspect to them, mm. and it's just consistent from the time you light it up to the time you finish the cigar. This is a cigar that I will stick into my pipe and smoke it until it's gone. Hashtag pipe, pipe worthy. worthy. Yeah. That's right. I pipe thought worthy. all five of your top fives were, were going to be Padrones. Mm. I thought he was going to start. <laughs> yeah, right. no, I thought he was going to start. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to start at like number five was going to be the 1000 series. Yeah. It was going to be like the 5000 Maduro. <laughs> then his four was going to be like an... Uh, 
the Diplomatico, 64, Maduro, and then move up to a 26, and then I thought your top one was going to be like the 50th anniversary or something like that. Before the number 48 came out, my, my favorite Padron was the Exclusivo, the 1964 anniversary. That is, mm-hmm. that is probably going to be our top seller of Padrones. Yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous. it's a great size. It's a great smoke. It's just fantastic. This one... Um, is you know it's a it's a 660 box press basically and it's just a dreamy dreamy cigar that was my my first cigar dean yeah yeah yeah, yeah because that's what i would get people that i liked a exclusivo your new name is going to be pastor byron neanderthal <laughs> <laughs> what a name yes i am the reverend of roma reverend yes the bishop of byron that's going to be his new name the, when he uh, steps up to the altar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the archbishop Pastor. of aladino <laughs> bishop byron. yes yes and the friar of foundation there, you <laughs> friar of foundation. there we go it's got a oh, full name a, yep All right, we are back for the second half of our top five show, and in this half we're going to talk about our top five favorite pipe tobaccos of all time. Um, now, I know I've been smoking pipes a lot longer than everybody else here, but everybody has a top five list, and that's fantastic. We also have Sam the Barman. Sam! Sam again. the Barman with us who is going to be talking about some of his favorite drinks to pair with cigars and or pipes. And uh, Sam, what what uh, what's on your list there? Uh, so I, I got a couple things here. I wanted to go with some stuff that was a little bit funkier, stuff that people aren't going for every time. People go straight to the bourbons mm-hmm. and what have you. And mm-hmm. I thought I'd pull out a couple things that are different and interesting and I think go really well so with cigars, pipe tobacco, you know, stuff that has a backbone, can kind of keep up. Um, so, uh, bottom of my list is uh, Bar Hill's Tomcat Gin. Mm. Uh, so, it's uh, Old Tom Gin is a style of gin made for the American market going a good ways back. It's a little bit sweeter, a little bit more floral, a little bit more honey, things like that okay, going on. Yep, yep. So, you'll mm-hmm. get, a, and you can drink that right on the rocks, maybe a splash of tonic. It has the backbone, like I said, it's going to keep up with smoking, but it's also really nice and smooth it's not going to interfere at any yeah, point with yeah yeah it sounds right? like that would go with right? a nice lighter cigar too mm. uh let's see here next up my list i have carpano antica rouge vermouth not mm. a lot of straight vermouth drinkers out there but it is a worthwhile endeavor if you're into that kind of thing it takes a little getting used to it's kind of in the port realm mm. you know those sort of flavor bases but it's deep and dark it has a little bit of sweetness, but it never leaves any sappiness in your mouth. Mm. It's got some really cool, uh, rooty, medicinal flavors that I think go really, really well with the right cigar or the right to- uh, tobacco. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Next up, I have Zacapa, Ron Zacapa XO. So this is a rum. Mm. We don't get a ton of call for straight rum upstairs, but when we do, this is always, always, always what I suggest. It is a Nicaraguan blended rum, mm. and it is unbelievably smooth. Mm. Unbelievably smooth. It is an absolute, any time of year, it'll warm you up in the cold. It will keep you cool in the warm. It should go with any of your sort of rooty flavors. It should go with any of your caramel sweetness that you get out of your tobaccos, sure. anything like that. 
That sounds fantastic. I love rum. I'm a mm. rum guy. Rum. What else do we have here? Ah, Calvados. 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 Sometimes Calvados. called Calvados, uh, depending. It is a type of brandy, a type of apple brandy specifically from Spain. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually is on the less sweet end, even for brandies, and it is always apple-based. Fantastic. You get a nice sort of Macintosh finish all the way on the back mm. while still getting a nice uh, sort of almost bourbony, almost whiskey-like start. You know, it's, re- it's a real strong, got real backbone, foolproof liquor. Right. And then using that kind of stuff, it goes great straight or on a rock, and then you can mix it into a myriad of fun things that go flavor-wise pretty well around here, I think. Mm-hmm. And finally, what we have to drink at the moment, mm. and what does everybody think so far? This stuff is amazing and totally different mm. than anything I Definitely think I've had different. before. Definitely different. It's green, people. <laughs> it's this nice... Slimer green. It's yeah, Slimer green. Slimer green. <laughs> so this is chartreuse, specifically mm-hmm. green chartreuse. There's a green and a yellow variety, along with a green and a yellow VEP version out there. This is a 400-year-old liquor that has been continuously made since. Uh, going all the way back to 1605, a couple of monks, three monks, got together in France, came up with this recipe that includes something like 300 different botanicals and various things. And then they took that recipe and they split up to three different monasteries, two in France, one in Belgium. And to this day, 400 years later, no, not one of those three monasteries has the whole recipe. Really? The first monastery makes the first third of it, sends it to number two, who does the second third of the ingredients, sends it to number three, third tier, bottles and sends it. All over the world for the last... 400 years. Wow. Right, right, right. It's That's quite a insane. story. That's cool. Makes it easy to sell for sure. Mm-hmm. And then once you get to it, it's got all kinds of floral, rooty, medicinal uh, nose to it. Once you get to the flavor, it's it's deep and rich and complex. A lot of floral stuff going on. Medicinal taste, but it's also pretty sweet, especially considering mm-hmm. it's 110 proof, 55% alcohol. Wow. This is really good stuff. It is a bit of an acquired taste, but once you start to get there and you start to appreciate what you're really tasting, it can uh, it can be a great complement to a number of smokes. Sure, this this would work well, I think, in a you know sweeter cigars, sweeter pipe tobacco, definitely aromatics. But uh, I, I can see this you know being a good contrasting pairing too. Right? Yeah, definitely. You, know, you can go the other one way. One thing brings out the the other, and. Uh, but boy, is it real! It, I really like it. Yep. Anybody uh, else? First I'm, impressions here, Paul. As he takes another long sip, it is a little bit of an acquired taste. Totally fair. <laughs> no, but you're smiling it, it, all it, the same and blinking away the tears. There's definitely yeah. some sweetness there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. His, his teeth are green. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> My gills too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. I'm glad everyone's enjoying it. Mm. I have to get back to that bar upstairs, but it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you very much, Sam. Thank you very much. All right. So, just like we did in the first half, we all have our list of favorite pipe tobaccos. And this time, Mm. I think we'll start with Dave. And uh, we'll work the other way around the table. And uh, so... and. You may or may not be smoking your number one, but whenever you get to whatever it is you're smoking, talk about it, 
share you know what it's what it's like what you like about it that whole kind of thing all right so, so go for it dave number five number five number five autumn evening mm. it is my favorite everyday smoke i love it. it i smoke it almost every day that i wake up with a cup of coffee it is just absolutely unbelievable mm. it's a good it's, it's a, all around it's a good smoke. smoke yep um <clears throat> We had we had pancakes for breakfast or brunch, you know, mm-hmm. on, on Christmas Day. And after we were finished with that, I lit up a bowl of autumn evening, which of is you, you know, just maple goodness. Yeah. It tastes like syrup. it tastes like pancakes and smells like maple syrup. The stuff mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. What a great pairing. Um, recently added to the list was number four. Ironically, brown number four. Mm-hmm. You know, when you can keep it lit, it is the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> Samuel, like, Samuel Gawith's brown number four. Absolutely <clears throat> amazing. Oh, every time you, you relight it, the, mm-hmm. the Virginia's just kick. And I am a Virginia for person through and through. Mm-hmm. Number three uh, is um, one we never did on the show. Okay. And it is Aaron Moore. Okay. Which is a, yep. a straight Virginia, and it is, uh, um, it is a fruity, um, the uh, dried raisin, you know, uh, Virginia with a little bit of uh, campfire mixed in, mm. and it is what I love it in absence of being able to find uh, something else, which I will mention later on. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, uh, and this was a hard choice. Was um, uh, Wild Man? Ooh. Wild Man. I thought he was yeah. going to say Sun Bear. Wild yeah. Man. And uh, yeah, that is just man, Dave. that uh, that that Virginia and and Perique is just uh, unbelievable. For my number one, you're number one. David's number one favorite pipe tobacco of all time is Cornell and Deals Small Batch Carolina Red Flake. Woohoo! Oh my God! See, I was going to put that. Mark more Mars Day. I was going to yeah. put that, but it's kind of a hard thing. The it, it's I always seen it because how it sold out so quickly. Mm-hmm. I would I didn't put it in because it's not readily available like right. all the other ones. But it's it's still a great great tobacco. That's awesome. It's yeah. a really good. Yeah, and it's it's just those that Red Virginia is like it's my favorite. And I'm 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 so happy that Twins was able to get a smother small smickering of it again again because I was able to buy a tin right before mine went out, um, and I am looking forward to, you know, hopefully I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to shelve it and, mm-hmm. and, and let it sit. Don't um, smoke it. And, and Just don't smoke it. Don't smoke it. And I'll, Aaron Moore will go in the uh, in its stead. It is very close. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is my top five very nice very nice dave for someone who's been smoking pipes for basically as long as this show has been going on that's a pretty decent list paul so my top five isn't in any particular order except for the number one okay so i'm just going to start with the orlick golden slice Ooh. golden the, the slice. virginia perique Virginia and the Perique is just, I thought it was fantastic, incredibly smooth. Smoke. The yeah. uh, the flavors were just, uh, I, I still remember when I smoked that, and that's what, like two months ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a much earlier episode, and uh, I, I always said to myself, 
I'm going to remember that one. I really do. And again, I Dan has helped me to, uh, as long as we've been doing these episodes, to kind of figure out what tobacco uh, when I'm smoking in the pipe I really like. And anything with Virginia and Perique specifically is going to be geared towards my palate. Mm. And this that, that one definitely is geared to my palate. Mm. There you go. Uh, uh, the next one is... Uh, <laughs> um, the Mississippi River. Mississippi River. And that's something we, we did last week. One. We did that last week. Yeah. And when we first cracked that can open, and uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> it almost was. Wow. right? Vinegary yeah. is, is to, say, uh, to, to say the least. That was like, I thought this was going to be a, a, a full blown, uh, full frontal assault. But my God, that was so smooth. You don't get any of that on the thing. I had no, some earlier. Funny. Not it's at funny all. how it's crazy. that is. And it it was, you open the tin, and it's like death. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> it was all this decay. It smells like embalming fluid. Yeah, <laughs> and then you smell. <laughs> but you know that's Latakia for you. You know, it just it smells <laughs> like dog crap, and then you light it, and you're all of a sudden, oh, wow, yeah. this is really good. I'm good. What dog else crap. you got there, Paul? The uh, <clears throat> brown number four. Brown number yeah. four. Another another uh, another brown. Yeah, the another dark brown. fire Kentucky. Just it just. That full body flavor was mm-hmm. just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It really was. I, keep I, it lit. My oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That gave that, me such a hard time. That was excellent. Uh, Penny Farthington. Whoa. Farthing. Oh, sorry, Farthing. Excuse me. Farthington. Penny Farthington. I'm, 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 I'm thinking <laughs> of the town of Farmington. That's not yet <laughs> in the work. It's a sequel <laughs> to Penny Farthing. That's a good uh, Billy impression. Again, oh, yeah. the uh, the Virginias and the Periques and that was just phenomenal too. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I still love that stuff. But I would that's have to the, say uh, that's the shag cut too, right? Yeah. Yep. yep, yep, But the one I'm smoking right now and probably would say is uh, and the number one. Oh, excuse me, Dave. Paul's number one pipe tobacco is. Cornell and Deals Speakeasy. Mm. Speakeasy. Yeah. And th- that was one of the first ones mm-hmm. that uh, I had smoked. And uh, I-, I continue to enjoy this one. Uh, again, Virginia, Perique, a uh, little Orientals. And, th- and correct me if I'm wrong, it's a little bit of rum topping there? Yeah, there's, there's some rum. It's, it's Red Virginia, Kentucky, and Perique encased with rum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Soaked uh, in rum. It's just mm-hmm. the, the dry fruit, the spice, the retrohale. Yeah. It, it's so pleasant. And one of the things I love about Cornell and Deal, it is not rum flavoring. It is not, you know, some rum-like thing. It's rum. Mm, there you it's go. rum, people. Yep. yep. And not the cheap stuff either. Yep. They they don't hold back. And this is it's the one that we stuff. did with uh, with, Mark. with Mark. Yes, yep. we back a couple months ago. On the yep. Tricky Speakeasy episode. Tricky a.k.a. Groundhog's Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my god! What gosh. an episode that was. Yeah, that was a, all, all three times. That was times. madness. Mm. That was madness. All right. Mm. Nick, let's hear your list. And our number five pick would be... Autumn evening. Autumn yeah. evening. All right. Look at this. I this couldn't. Week. I couldn't go by without having that on the top five. Right. Man. That mm, thing yeah. is like oh. it's a go-to. It's their Every number time. one best-selling aromatic. It's corn ale deal. Yeah, I never had anything like it. When the first time mm-hmm. that you gave me some, it was just amazing. I was mm. like, wow, taken back. It was really, really good. Really good. Got some red Virginia Cavendish with some maple topping on mm-hmm. that, and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Number four. Would be GLP's Haddo's Delight. Mm. Haddo's Delight, man. That Hado. thing is. That thing is just. That's fire. That thing is so good. 
it's not light, but it's not heavy. Mm-hmm. But it's rich and it's just flavorful. It's got some uh, Virginia Perique blend with some Black Cavendish Burley Perique and Virginia in there. Mm-hmm. So it's got a nice little blend in there. It's yep. light but rich. But it's not too light. It's not an aromatic uh, by any means. Mm-hmm. And it's just really nice. Uh, my number three would be the Orlick Golden Slice. Ooh. Yeah. Have to yeah. have that on there. When I first had it on the show, I was just like, wow. The rich flavors that you get in there with uh, with the Perique and the Virginias is just it's second to none. That And I also had probably the honorable mention would be, um, what is it? The I wasn't going to say the Escudo, but the other... Orlick, the, the uh, black yeah, hand. The dark, dark, strong Kentucky. Dark, strong Kentucky. That's a good one, too. That's mm-hmm. definitely got to be an honorable mention. Because mm-hmm. I had that after, and it was more of a fuller, darker bodied uh, pipe tobacco. So mm-hmm. if you would look at it, if it was, uh, if you were comparing them to cigars, I would say the Golden Slice would probably be anywhere like a Habano or something like that. And then the dark Kentucky would be a Maduro for sure. Paul, you would definitely like the dark Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number two. Number two. Would be Speakeasy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would be the Speakeasy. I got a can of that Speak stuff. the truth. It, Speak it's, the truth. It's good. Speak it. Man. And as time goes on, I've had it since... Uh, since Mark was here, I think he gave me like whatever he had left. Right. So I don't know how long he had it, and every time I I, I fill up my bowl with it, it's it gets better every mm. time I light it up. Yeah, that's, um, how, that's how I feel about the Carolina man. It's like everything. That's good like, too. That's yeah. that's got to be one of my honorable mentions too. I just yep. didn't put it on there because it's hard to get. It's not something that's readily right. easy to get now. Speakeasy is one of those blends that's in the cellar series. Yes. So you know it's designed to be. Get it. Hold on to it. It's going to get better and better and better. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's such a really really good smoke. Uh, Virginia based with Kentucky Perique and Virginia mm. in that blend. And my number one. Nick's number one tobacco of all time is. The Wild Man. The from Wild Seattle Wild Pipe Man. Club. <laughs> that is. Yeah, that's a Wookiee, not a. Not a Same. Not a Bigfoot Same. or a Sasquatch. Same. Um, maybe, I guess. Sasquatch. Um, uh, Seattle Pipe Club Wild Man. You got some Latakia, Red Virginias, and mm. Orientals in this one. Oh, yeah. And this is my top because for me, it's like being home for me. Mm. It I, I live in an area in New Hampshire where I have 50-foot pines everywhere. And every time, about 6, 6.30, I go outside in my house. And I, I think I see yeah, a big Sasquatch. naked Sasquatch running between the pines. That's, that's just Danny. That's Danny running through the woods. Like, hey, morning, Danny. How you doing? Um, but that, for me, is like going home. It's it's mm. it's kind of got like the sentimental value to it. Um, and it's, you know, I kind of get like that, almost that pine taste. You get a little bit of smokiness in there. You get the, the spice or the bite. Um, and it's just really smooth, mm. really rich. And that's why it's my number one. Nice. Now, when we're talking about Wild Man. Yes. <laughs> what in Wild Man creates the bite? <laughs> um, I don't know. It, it there's a little spice on there 
that it's just quick. It's right up front. It's unadulterated, just real quick spice, real quick bite on the tip of my tongue, and then it kind of goes away after a little bit. But it's nice. It's pleasant. I don't really get that on the retrohale, but I get it on my palate. Mm. Mm. Very, very good. And Danny, what's your top five? My top five. Um, I've been smoking pipes and cigars for a long, long time. For 20-something years. And making a top five list of pipe tobacco for whatever reason was a lot more difficult than making a top five cigar list for me because it's like i have my favorite kind you know there's all sorts of different blends you know like you've got your english blends you've got your virginia periques you've got your burleys you've got your aromatics and i have my favorites in all those but it's like well, plus there's some that you smoke that just aren't even made anymore. Right, right. So, uh, I, I, I'm gonna I put them in order, but they're all like right up there with me. You know, like they could all be at any at a, you know depending on my mood, they could be the number one thing. So these top five are like my all. They're all like number ones to me. And so, and it, it, let me just, I, I guess I'll just start. Number five is Gawith Hogarth's Dark Bird's Eye. Oh, yeah. I do like that one. It is not a complex tobacco at all, but it is like the espresso of pipe tobaccos. Yep. It is a um, uh, Kentucky and Virginia blend that is a shag cut, really strong stuff. And I just love having that with a cup of coffee. It can be a morning thing for me, you know. It, you know, it, it, I love that stuff. I I buy it in bulk. It's it's one of the. I don't keep a lot of my pipe tobaccos in mason jars because they don't last long enough to <laughs> yeah, to <laughs> justify a mason jar. But dark bird's eye, you know, it, it's it's so. Because of the the cut, it's 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 so much easier to get it out of a nice wide mouth mason jar than out of a bag. Um, that that's what I keep it in, and so I have this mason jar of Dark Bird's Eye, and mm. uh, God help me if that ever empties. <laughs> I love that stuff. Number four is Esoterica's Dunbar. Oh. I love Dunbar. Um, it is one of my favorite tobaccos that they make. It's a Virginia Perique blend. They use seven different kinds of Virginia with Perique. And um, it is a fantastic, very subtle, very complex uh, Virginia Perique blend. Um, I have uh, some tins of that cellaring at home that I'm just putting aside and trying to forget about and then have an open an open tin that I can keep going back to and <laughs> sipping on every once in a while. We're going to have to that go to... That stuff's very hard to find, very hard to get, yeah. I know, but it is delicious. We're going to have to head over to Danny's house and do a Dunbar party. Mm, mm. Dunbar party, that would be very good. Mm. Number three is what I am smoking at the moment. Mm. What are you smoking at the moment? Mm. And that is 
GLP's Cumberland. Ah, little Cumbie. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, I have been smoking this tobacco since it came out around 2000. It has always been one of my absolute favorite tobaccos. Um, I was looking for a tobacco, being a cigar guy too, that was nice and medium plus, you know, to full bodied, um, that gave that really nice deep tobacco kind of smoking experience without having Latakia in it. Mm. And uh, this was the answer to that. It is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Let me read you the back of the tin here, um, which I just purchased today um, because I ran out. It's stuff that I just, you know, but I've literally had this on my person as long as it's been out. It says, Robust and possessing a subdued sweetness, Cumberland from GLPs is a delicious, delightfully orchestrated suite of American tobaccos. Red and matured Virginias establish a theme. Dark-fired Kentucky and a Parisimo of Perique create the variations. Pure natural tobacco flavors are harmonized by delicate archipel... (laughs) 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 This writing is sort of... These these, uh, uh, multifocal lenses uh, suck right now. Um, uh, Harmonized by delicate... um, uh, arpeggios am I saying that right Mm -hmm. arpeggios and uh, underscored by deep resonant tones the coda is lovely and lingering a perfect finish to a rich performance best savored slowly and that is so so true Uh, this is a great sipping tobacco I love it Uh, number two number two for me is Plum Pudding Special Reserve by Seattle Pipe Club. That stuff is the bomb. Uh, that's the only one I haven't had yet. It is so rich and decadent is the word I use to describe it. It comes in a four ounce crumble cake. It Look, you open up the tin and there's this huge brownie in there that you just kind of crumble off a corner and it breaks up really easily and goes into your pipe um it's an english uh blend and it's got black cavendish latakia turkish orientals perique and virginia and it's it's easily my favorite english style blend of tobacco the stuff is just so dreamy i won't bring it with me to work because I'll smoke it all, <laughs> and I know whatever I didn't smoke, Nick would smoke. <laughs> yep. So I leave it at home. It's it's worth protecting. <laughs> I'm coming to your house, bro. And therefore, it, it is on my top five. And number one, and and um, again, this is this is really hard for me to to really rate all these things, but. Kind of the best new tobacco that I've had in the last year. Penzance. Navy Flake. What? No, no, no. Uh, Speakeasy. What? Speakeasy, which is a Navy Flake. Yes, it is. Okay, Cornell and Dill Speakeasy. Red Virginia, Kentucky, and Perique, cased with rum 
and then uh, broken up into flakes. That stuff is just so dreamy. It, it, it's my favorite Navy Flake style tobacco. So you got my favorite Navy Flake, my favorite English, a um, uh, couple of my favorite vapors, and then my favorite Burley Dark Bird's Eye. Um, those are my favorite pipe tobaccos as of this moment in history. And they are good. Mm, so nice. Good. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> let me uh, relight the uh, cumbie here. What do you guys think about uh, about this drink? I finished mine, and I think I'm with Paul when he said it the best earlier about you got to have an acquired taste of this. It's strong, yep. but it's sweet. Yep. It's like candy almost mm-hmm. sweet mm. and it's it's just it's weird but it's <laughs> it's good and it, i have really mixed feelings about this drink i don't know if i would ever come back to it or ever ask for it again but if i was upstairs and you know sam was like oh i'm just gonna slide this over your way i would drink it you know what i mean <laughs> like, it would be that way <laughs> <laughs> like Paul sliding his drink over to my right now, I'm gonna drink it because uh, it's weird because I like it, but I don't. And it's the sweetness. If it didn't have the 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 powerful bitter sweetness that it has, it would be unbelievably great. Let me let me make it really easy for everyone. Go. This is a this is a a mild version of of Nyquil. No, <laughs> it's it's like a sweet, watered down Nyquil. <laughs> no, I, I don't I don't think I'd go that far as saying that it With would be alcohol. that. But it's it's just it's weird. It's 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 a little. You can taste a little bit of the complexity in there, but it's the sweetness is so prominent. It kind of just washes your whole palate and it stays mm-hmm. with you a little bit. Um, it. And, uh, ooh, that's what how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> the, the best way I can describe this drink, and again, um, I'm, I'm really appreciative of, of trying it. it it's incredibly, uh, you're right. It's sweet, but I'm going to. It's incredibly I'm, 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 Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to try to uh, compare it to. You ever have Mama Wana? Yeah, I have. Okay, so I've <laughs> down the Dominican it's, Republic. It's a little kind of like that. That's exactly when he said rooted yeah. root with botanical. Yeah, and I I got my first taste of that. I immediately shot back about ten years ago to when I was down the DR. Oh yeah, and I I was the proprietor of the place we were staying at had a jar of this liquor with root in it, and he goes, Yeah, there's said, bark I, in I, there. I never had it before. He goes, What is that? He goes, Mama Juana. And I said, "Mama, what?" Does <laughs> she <laughs> really? And so I had a taste of it, and I, I'm like, I'm like, "Wow, that was." It was and talk about acquired taste. I said, mm. "I can't drink that." And, and yeah. again, I, I, I really appreciate it. It is sweet, but it's certainly not something I can really go to. Um, yeah, um, that's why I'm kind of like shifting it to and, you. And kind of, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate. I definitely appreciate it because I'm going to yeah, drink it. it. It's yeah, it's just not. It's just not me. But kind of like like Mamawana too, because Mamawana is made from different alcohols, mm-hmm. and what happens mm. is it sits over time in the mm-hmm. bark because. If you go to Dominican Republic, you can actually bring back an empty jar of mamawana, but all there is is just the bark that sits in there. Yeah. Um, 
and what you do with it when you get it back to the states is you just kind of pour different alcohols in there and let it sit over time and the longer um the longer that it sits with the alcohol in the roots and the bark and the tree and stuff like that the more smoother it gets but the more potent it gets too mm, yeah. and this is kind of like that i would say if it was a direct comparison i would be like oh well it's all bark and no bite it's yeah uh. thanks for the pun um but uh it would be like something that's like super young because i've had some marijuana that's been like 10 years old and it's really really smooth but it's really really potent it's mm. crazy 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 see i i've never tasted anything like this either yeah and <clears throat> there is this kind of bitter medicinal kind of flavor to it but it's got this great sweetness to it too and I, and if you just take a little tiny sip and not like chug it but you know just let a little of it go over your tongue you do you get this this very unique kind of sweet flavor and and i i ha i do have to say it i think it does bring out the natural sweetness in the cumberland mm. yeah uh, definitely in the carolina with the with the with virginias, the, with the virginias mm. it brings that out and so i'm not wanting to have a lot of it i'm finding that if i just have a little bit of it because the the finish is so long if i wait a few seconds and then take a draw on the pipe the the spice of the drink and the sweetness of the drink brings out the sp spice and sweetness that's in the Cumberland and really kind of enhances it and so I, I'm really enjoying that yeah I never would have thought to pair this with anything but right. it, even though it's so weird which I think is one of the reasons Sam Sam was trying to do some really different stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sam is Sam from from the couple of drinks that he has provided us. It's it's been kind of like a journey because hmm. he brings down drinks that you wouldn't ever think to order. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I mean, and that's kind of like the 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 difference between him and Kendra like mm -hmm. I know they're kind of going for the crown and Kendra <laughs> Kendra, Kendra holds the she holds is the, the belt master she holds the belt and she holds the title but it's you can see like Kendra is really kind of technical when she mixes mm -hmm. her drinks mm -hmm. and they come out really really well um, and I'm not trying to take anything away from from Sam or anything mm -hmm. because no, the drinks the drinks that he brings us are something that we would never figure to order mm -hmm. yeah. and he kind of opens our minds and opens our our palates which speaks sort of to his knowledge you know and like, like, exactly that's what i was going to say that his knowledge of all these drinks is just astonishing Ginormous. is yeah. astonishing because mm. nobody would expect that he would come down with this drink ever right and that's something else you know kendra will say okay i know what drink to to do with this based on the tasting notes or her own experience smoking the cigar or the pipe. <clears throat> Sam, being new to the whole cigar bar thing, yeah. but having a lot of bar experience, True, yeah. he listens to what you say, and then he goes and creates something yes. from scratch yeah. that hasn't ever been done. Right. And sometimes it's a miss. Sometimes it's a real big hit. Yeah. But it's, it's great to see that creativity going up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And... 
you know. You don't get that at, a, at your everyday bar. Mm. No, nope. you know what I mean. These guys, the important part of the seven twenty four lounge. Now, yes. Dave, I'm I'm seeing the Virginias that I'm smoking here, and the Perique, really being, kind of, enhanced by the drink. Now, you're doing the, the straight Virginia red, yeah, Carolina yeah, Virginia red. red. Are you experiencing anything like oh, that? Abs- absolutely. Or, or is it like the no, no. I mean, the drink to me, like I've, I've said it already, you know, like jokingly, it kind of tastes like Nyquil a little bit. But um, no, it it bursts out the Virginia Virginia flavors, and it's it's awesome. It's making me. I'm totally enjoying my Carolina Red a lot more. Mm. Absolutely. Now you know that Paul likes speakeasy. Yes. When he. Smokes through the entire bowl before the show's over, <laughs> he was and then going refills at it. the pipe. <laughs> Paul's usually a one bowl show, and then it's like, uh, "Thank you, I'm going home now." But not tonight. Not no, tonight. He's staying. He is going for bowl number two. He's gonna ask for more of, of his this number green stuff. one. He's gonna go upstairs, ask for more of this green stuff, mm. and and the bowl. Now, <laughs> how do you gonna, think he's gonna, gonna stay back here? Ask for a fiddlehead. Ooh. How do you how do you think the uh, first drink we had was it uh, the was it the brulee stout? Am I yeah, the creme brulee? Creme yeah, brulee stout. Tier, yeah. How how would that have gone with uh, the speakeasy? I think it, it would have gone really really well because it was so smooth. Mm. Had a little bit of sweetness to it. It would probably have brought out the sweetness in this tobacco. Um, I, you know, to me, I I I would have preferred something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, again, no. <laughs> Nothing against what he gave us, gave me, <coughs> or gave us, excuse me, but it just wasn't really my, wasn't hitting me at all. It wasn't your bag, baby. That was my bag. Mm. Good. Mm. Hey, sometimes it's not for everybody, you know what I mean? And, and you know, that's why they make all the alcohols mm-hmm. in the world that they do. Mm-hmm. They, they, there's thousands of different types of, of alcohols, and you're never going to get a, uh, a hit on everyone. No. Just like pipe tobacco, just like cigars. You know, mm-hmm. that one person's not going to entirely like what you necessarily like. Mm-hmm. You know, that one person has that one thing. Like Wayne loves the the the, the heavy, strong stuff. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I appreciate that in, in the pipe tobacco, but that's not necessarily what I'm looking for. I'm right. looking for more richness, more flavor-wise. Uh, I definitely enjoy my aromatics and stuff like that, but... Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just that's not for me. Yeah, fully. Now, this is our twentieth episode. Yeah, two zero. Not just All right. Smoke. We are ending the year with episode twenty. In January, we start season two mm. of Not Just Blowing Smoke. Um, <clears throat> do you guys have a favorite episode? Looking back over the last twenty that we've done. Oh yes, I have. I have absolutely the, my favorite uh, episode. It's was probably my favorite too. The, the Happy Dance episode. The Happy oh, Dance episode. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was the first time I've ever seen that. Many uh, many things happened in that episode. Uh, I.e., we got to see Kendra do the Happy Dance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, we had Colin from Montagnetti mm-hmm. uh, come on and uh, you know provide his knowledge of uh, of spirits, and he allowed us to. Partake in the Glenfiddich oh. Twenty One, yeah, which Jeez. by far is my favorite Scotch and probably my favorite drink overall on the on our episodes. 
that that drink went so well with one of my favorite cigars, the Cigar Privé. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, that that whole episode was just a, a lot of fun. Uh, we we just had a great time, and uh, you know, great cigar, great drink, you know, great guest. Uh, that's that's my favorite episode. I would have to concur with Paul. That would be my favorite. Um, it would be my favorite if we just had the the Glenfiddich Twenty One. That was just <laughs> that was. I've been drinking uh, Glenfiddich for uh, since I was probably 20, 21, and I just kind of been in love with it. Those that's the the Scotch that I always go back to if I'm in the liquor store or if I'm at a, a packy or something like that. And well, I, let me just grab that two hundred dollar bottle. Well, jeez, God, no way! I'd be divorced right now. I'd be sleeping on uh, Paul's couch with Fletch. Right. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. That that's something that I always wanted to try, and I had the opportunity to to drink a lot of that that bottle. night. We drank a lot <laughs> of that twenty one year old bottle, and it was just the best drink I've ever had. That and is, the fact that his generosity was just like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever here, oh yeah, keep it down. And I hope he has a, a merry Christmas right. and a happy New Year. And uh, yeah, it was, that was that was my favorite episode. Do you remember of any of it? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the drive home though. No, I'm just kidding. I do. <laughs> um, you know, I'm 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 trying to think. You know, and it, that was that was a that was a special episode for me just because that was my first time I ever had scotch. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it's I, all downhill from there, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm happy that, you know, I'm experiencing new things and smoking new things. and But that was just such an all-around fun episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the mood was high. The morale was high. You know, everybody had, like, a great time. Everybody was, was giving. Um, it, was, it was fantastic. It was really fun. Mm. Absolutely. That was definitely a high point for me too i did really like the tricky trucker speakeasy episode too that was good with time. mark mormar but well, having, having the, mark on the show is the, always good the time. drink we drinks we had were incredible and uh all three times that that show was such a pain in the butt to do <laughs> you know was, we were just starting out and and uh you know our equipment we didn't you know have the the best stuff and didn't quite know how it worked and and uh, what was it? It wasn't really until the episode twelve we realized the soundboard wasn't it was recording. Wasn't <laughs> it was all doing the tablet, you know. And and uh, you know, thank goodness we had the backup. But you know, um, uh, we actually lost <laughs> the recording yeah, no. and had to do it over again. And then that got lost. So the, we had to record that episode three times. And Mark was just so gracious about it, you know, yep. doing it over and over. Hence the title, Groundhog Day. Yeah. That was just uh, an amazing, an amazing experience there. Mm. Um, that That's one of the things I remember the most about about the show. I also loved the Superfly episode. The uh, Superfly. I wasn't oh, here yeah. for that one. I know, I know. Superfly. Where was, was I? Just, we had such a great time, and it was so, it was just saying Superfly into the mic. All right, let's all just do so it. So much time. fun. Superfly. Superfly. That was a lot of fun, and uh, really, really good times. Um, 
definitely though the the Glenfiddich 21 was my favorite drink yeah and best scotch I've ever had in my life that that stuff was the bomb it was so dreamy um so if that's a little bit of looking back over the last 20 episodes from very humble beginnings to yeah the you know now we're we're starting to get some legs under us and everything yeah. and more and more people are listening to the show and we've kind of found our stride and, and stuff like that what are some of the things you guys want to see happen in 2020 ooh i would like to see uh hopefully we can get some of the key industry people to come on um, you know the, some of the cigar uh, heads of the cigar manufacturers that we yeah. have. Um, you know, I know uh, you know Pastor's been. Uh, we've been lucky enough to have like Dion and, and Nick uh, do some interviews with Dan you know, yeah. separately. Nick Perdomo, um, yeah. Nick Perdomo and, and Dion Giolito. But, but I would love <coughs> it if we could get you know some of those uh, you know heads of, of the cigar manufacturing to come on during the year. You know maybe during events uh, or not, but. That would be really, really cool. Yeah. I would like to see that happen, too. Yeah. That would be nice. I'd also like to see us get to the point where we could do video. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That, I think that could probably be in the near future. What do you think, Danny? Uh, Dave. Dave. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I meant. We just need. We hey. probably just need, like, two more cameras. I have one already. But if we got two more so we could cycle through them, nice. you know, then we'd be able to constantly have... A good, a good view. Yep, I think it's doable. All right, and they're dirt cheap, so mm. excellent. Not a reason not to. Mm. And make a YouTube channel. Yes, yes, yes. And not just blowing smoke. Breaking that cherry. We have, we already have a channel reserved for us. So oh, we just excellent. Need to uh, have content to go through there. Mm. Um, I'd love to see Bree on the show. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be cool. I'd, I'd like to have Kurt on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we perform this podcast in his store. Yeah. And we haven't got him on the show yet. Well. <laughs> we need to get him on the show. The, He's a, the thing that you're holding in your hand is, is the reason he won't. <laughs> well, he can split after Hair the products. cigar one. He can, he can, he can split after yeah, the cigar Kurt, one. Kurt is just not a pipe guy. Yeah, Nothing wrong with that at all. It's not it's just, for everybody. Yeah, it's not for him. That's cool. You know, but uh, we'll work on him. <clears throat> I think you know a good time for that would might be in the summertime when it's uh, July, when it's seven twenty four month. Maybe we can yeah uh, finagle him on the on the first half of the show. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Yep, that would be great. Yep. Bo we'll was we'll another Bo was another great guy yeah. we oh, had yeah. on the show. Yeah, that was a great episode. Yeah, he's okay. Seven twenty four. He's okay. He's all right. <laughs> yeah. He looked pretty good as an elf. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> you have been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twin Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Thank you for listening, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke.